we're entering a critical off season for the Boston Bruins, especially after their first round collapse against the Florida Panthers and the success they achieved in the regular season. What's at stake for the Bruins in free agency, even in the draft? Well, let's get into it on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Monday, June 19th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every single day, free and available on your favorite podcast app, as well as on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Please subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Belated happy Father's Day to all the father figures and dad bods out there. I hope you had a fantastic day uh, celebrating with your loved ones. For those who, you know, it was perhaps a difficult day, we're sending love and support to you as well. Great day here in the McLaren household. Went to our favorite cider place. Quick shout out, West Ave. And uh, enjoyed the sunshine, some Indian food, some cider tasting. It was a very, very nice day. And it came after our middle boy won gold in his spring rep basketball league finals. They were down by 24 at halftime and came back to win in the semifinals, erasing all negativity caused by our Boston Bruins and their failure to succeed this year. And we're going to talk about those Bruins here today. Quick reminder that you can find the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, at LockedNHLBruins. And you can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. Now what's at stake for the Boston Bruins here over the next few months? Well, it's a very valid question as to how they will remain competitive or maintain their status as Stanley Cup contenders. Can they do that? Or will they kind of bottom out, struggle to even make the playoffs this coming season? The best regular season in NHL history, but there's very valid concerns about the quality of the roster that they can field in 2023-24. And why is that? Well, they are in salary cap. I don't want to say it, but hell. All right, let's just put it that way. The Bruins, at present, have projected cap space of four. $0.9375 million. That's with the roster of 15 of 23 players. They need to add eight players to the roster with under $5 million in available cap space. And that is with Jeremy Swayman as an RFA. He could very much take up all of that available cap space with his next deal. You have Trent Frederick, 
as a restricted free agent, and you have only seven forwards signed to NHL contracts at the moment. Now, the era of the team-friendly deal is over in Boston, and that's partly why they're in this position. David Pasternak has a contract extension kicking in that is paying him 11.25. That's 13.5% of Boston's available cap space right there in one deal. Charlie McAvoy, of course, is making $9.5 million. He's taking up 11.4. So added up, not a huge math guy, but that's about a quarter of Boston's available cap space divided by two players. That's a big reason why they're in this position. Don't forget the bonus overages that are due from David Krejci and Patrice Bergeron's contracts last year. That's $4.5 million there. Take away that. They have close to $10 million to spend, or nine at least. Feeling a little bit better, but you add the overages, those massive deals that are kicking in, the number of free agents that they have, a couple of prominent restricted free agents that they need to sign, and you're going to have some cap casualties. And you look immediately to... Taylor Hall, who is 31, making $6 million over the next two seasons. Charlie Coyle, 31, $5.25 million over the next three seasons. We'll talk in a minute about the center position and how they need help down there. So, you know, you kind of need a guy like Coyle at the moment. But let's be honest, that 5.25 is a bit hefty over the next three seasons. You also have seven contracts right now that are signed by defensemen. You're going to have to get rid of one, possibly two of those. Mike Riley, yet to be bought out by the Boston Bruins. I'm not sure exactly what they're waiting for, but that needs to happen. Mitchell Miller needs to happen, but when you buy him out, it'll be 215000 against the cap. And then there's questions about whether Derek Forbort will be back, Matt Grizzlick, perhaps even Brandon Carlo. You have to think Lindholm and McAvoy are rather safe. And then again, in net, Linus Allmark making $5 million for the next two seasons. Jeremy Swayman do a big raise. Can they afford to keep both of those guys? That's kind of the cap situation in a nutshell. You have a bunch of free agents, including Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci. They want to bring Tyler Bertuzzi back. Nick Foligno wants to come back. Garnet Hathaway fit in pretty well. Thomas Noshik likely gone, as is Connor Clifton, Dmitry Orlov. Put it all together, and yeah, it's definitely not going to be the same caliber of roster that we're used to. Don Sweeney, Cam Neely did a lot of heavy lifting to put together the best possible team for this past season. 
It didn't go their way by any stretch of the imagination. And now there are very real salary cap concerns they they have to contend with. And big question is, who is going to play down the middle? And we'll talk about this here in a moment. But first, a quick word about today's sponsor, our friends over at eBay Motors. Now, to get the right fit, you need to check out eBay Motors. They have all the parts that you need for your vehicle. In fact, they have over 122 million parts to choose from. And with their guaranteed fit, you can be sure every part you need fits just right the first time around. All you need to do is add your ride to my garage, look for the green check to know the part will fit, or your money back. It's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. You can get the right parts, the right fit, at the right prices on ebaymotors.com. The eBay guaranteed fit does apply only to U.S. customers and to eligible items, so exclusions do apply, but just check out ebaymotors.com, look at the wide array of parts that they have available, and find the right fit for your vehicle today. Thank you so much once again for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day every single day. The podcast is free and available on your favorite podcast app. Please do subscribe and everydayers can expect continued coverage of the Boston Bruins season, off season, and a look ahead to their draft, free agency, etc. And when we're talking about what's at stake for the Boston Bruins in free agency, to a lesser extent, the draft. Filling the center position is is massive for them. Right now, they have Pavel Zaka, Charlie Coyle signed down the middle and penciled in as their number one and number two centers. We saw Charlie Coyle and Brad Marchand have some success together early in the series against the Panthers, so much so that Jim Montgomery kept them together even when Patrice Bergeron was healthy enough to play. Looking back, that was a bit of a mistake, but it shows the potential that's there with that pairing. Along with uh, Jake DeBrusque on the right side. And then you have Pavel Zaka and David Pasternak, who had some chemistry. Put Taylor Hall on there. You know, you have the makings of a decent top six. Some injury concerns with Hall. You know, it's not as good as it looked last season when you had a third line of Hall, Coyle, and Bertuzzi, potentially. If Bergeron comes back, then obviously you bump Coyle back down to the third line where he's probably best suited. Play him with Trent Frederick and somebody else. And then Zaka still on that second line. If both Bergeron and Krejci come back, then you're in a pretty good position for one more season at least, although you're probably pushing that bonus overage calamity down another year where things are a bit more palpable. They have only $58 million committed in cap for 2024-25 at the moment. That's with Matt Grizzlick, Derek Forbort, Mike Riley, Jakobs Borrell, 
Jake DeBrusque and AJ Greer are set to become unrestricted free agents next summer. So those centers of attention remain key. And it's my belief that Bergeron will come back for one more season. I'm not as convinced about David Krejci. And that raises the question of who comes up to play fourth line center and perhaps even third line center if neither of those two guys come back. Trent Frederick has some versatility. He displayed an acumen for playing that center position. So perhaps he's penciled in as the third line center. And then you have a guy like John Beecher, perhaps Georgie Merkulov coming up and playing center on the fourth line. Maybe even Shane Bowers gets a look as well. But obviously that's a critical position. And if the Bruins are without both Krejci and Bergeron, then obviously they're going to take steps backwards. It's just the reality of losing two centers who have locked down that position as good as anybody could have expected for the past 10, 15 years. It'll be the end of an era. It'll be the passing of a baton, whatever you want to say to explain it, but it would be a huge loss to not have both of those guys. And again, I hope Bergeron's back. If you sign him, say 2.5 million, that combined with the bonus overages, you can pretend like it's 7 million being paid to Bergeron this season against the cap. Probably a bit much at his age, but still, he's going to win the Selkie, and he's still the best two-way player in the game. So, not really that outside the realm of, of what he should be making. If he and Krejci come back, then just add it even more. Say they came back on similar deals, 2.5, 1.5, that's $4 million, plus the 4.5 carried over from last season, that's $8.5 million for your top two centers. If you look at it that way, it's not that that crazy. If neither come back, you're just paying 4.5 in dead cap space for neither player, which is not great because that's likely what Jeremy Swayman is going to command and it's just dead money sitting there. We have about two weeks until free agency. And so my expectation is that this week or next we'll have some clarity as to whether those guys will be back because the expectation is that they will make their intentions known before free agency so that general manager Don Sweeney knows what he might be able to do or what he needs to fill via free agency. And we'll talk about, again, what's at stake for the Boston Bruins, namely, can they remain competitive here after this next break? All right, so the Bruins, best regular season team in NHL history. The worst 
possible scenario for next season is that they follow that up by not making the playoffs. They need to remain competitive, and they should be competitive with David Pasternak, Charlie McAvoy in the primes of their careers. Even if you lose Krejci, even if you lose Bergeron, they should still have enough to push for a playoff spot. And it could be challenging, you know. The Buffalo Sabres are going to be better. The Ottawa Senators, under new ownership, will likely look for a playoff push in their first season. Montreal, Detroit, depends on what they do. Detroit, rumored to be in on Alex Dabrinkit, so that would perhaps push the Senators down a bit, but make Detroit a bit better, depending on the return. Over in the Metro, I don't know if any teams are going to make a push there. Perhaps the Islanders will be a bit better. The Penguins with Kyle Dubis. So it's not going to be very easy to make the playoffs next season in the Eastern Conference. The Bruins can't take that for granted. You can't say that just because they had this epic regular season that they're safe by any measure because they're going to be losing a bunch of players. They're going to be relying on some rookies or guys on entry-level deals like your Beechers, perhaps Murky Love, perhaps Mark McLaughlin, Oscar Steen, Jacob Lauko, likely as well. He's a restricted free agent. I forgot to mention him off the top. That's another contract you have to sign, probably around a million bucks, but every dollar counts. Maybe give Fabian Lysel a shot earlier than you want to. 863000 cap hit, his entry-level deal. I mean, they're going to have to really get creative and rely on some guys, try to find some value deals in order to remain competitive and perhaps even trade some of these guys that they've come to rely on, like Taylor Hall, like... Matt Grizzlick, maybe Derek Forbort, maybe even Linus Allmark. And the more I think about it, the more I am unopposed to that or willing to open that door at least to see what the return would be and to rely on Jeremy Swayman plus a cheaper veteran in free agency. We're going to talk about free agent options at every position here. Uh, Maybe beginning tomorrow, we'll look at the goaltending situation and see what the Bruins might be able to do if they decide to trade Ulmark and bring a veteran in to uh, play with Jeremy Swayman. Because there are some options out there. And we saw how good they were this past season. There's every reason to believe that, Not that they can replicate that success with another goalie, but that they can still be a strong duo with Swayman and somebody else. Uh, Omar played well above his career averages, due for some regression, and you don't want to be paying him $5 million against the cap while absorbing that regression at the same time. All that to say, there's a lot at stake for the Bruins and Not to mention trying to get back into one of the first two rounds of the draft. 
At this point, they aren't selecting until round three, and that will be later in round three, obviously. No first-round pick, no second-round pick, no fifth-round pick. They do have two sevenths, but what are you going to get out of that? Um, They can't expect to take much home from this selection process at the moment. So if they can make a deal before the draft, which is next Thursday, then or next Wednesday, next Thursday, then, um, you know, you can start to piece together that prospect pipeline and make it a bit deeper as well. So that's a quick summary of what's at stake for the Bruins in free agency and the draft. Hopefully retaining at least one of their top two centers. Alleviating some cap concerns while still putting together the best possible team. They don't have a first round pick next year. It is top 10 protected. Which is a good thing because who knows? Perhaps they do fall into the bottom 10 in the lottery next season. Then they have to push it back to 2025. If they can re-sign Bertuzzi, it makes it a bit more um, easy to swallow because you've gained a longer-term asset. But that could cost you Taylor Hall to do that. So either way, they're losing out a bit, and that's the cost of going all-in this past season and not really reaping the rewards from it. So, uh, you know, not the most encouraging podcast to start the week for the Boston Bruins. Uh, It is a bit of a dire situation. Looking at um, Frank Zaravelli's free agent rankings, Dmitry Orlov, number one, and some people are projecting him to make upwards of $8 million. It's a very thin free agent crop. Therefore, some guys are going to get above market value, you know, supply and demand and all that kind of stuff. Uh, The Bruins won't be able to be very active in free agency in terms of the big guys unless they can move out some money. And their prime target should be Tyler Bertuzzi and perhaps a goaltender. And we'll discuss the goaltending situation more tomorrow and look at who could be available if indeed they do decide to trade Linus Olmark. All right, friends, that's it for today. Again, I hope you all had a great weekend. Please do take care of yourselves, take care of each other. And uh, we will talk to you again here tomorrow on Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.